You're listening to the Shifting Schools Podcast, episode 236. All right, welcome back to another Shifting Schools. We just got off a great conversation with Frederick Van Heun from Sweden. Trisha, do you want to tell us a little bit more about Frederick today? Sure. Frederick Van Hoon is the co-founder and director at Absolute Internship, a leading global internship program placing university students with top companies online and in global cities around the world. Absolute Internship has been covered by The New York Times, Bloomberg, Business Week, and BBC News. As a career expert, Frederick is recognized as one of Sweden's top entrepreneurs under the age of 30 having built a multi-million dollar business from the ground up. So Jeff, as folks are listening to Frederick talking about, again, his journey and about the work of Absolute Internship, what are three things that our amazing educator audience should be listening out for? So I think the, the first thing that we get into in today's episode is the power of languages. If you are a, a world language teacher, you're going to want to maybe share this one with your class. We're talking a multi-millionaire uh, entrepreneur who builds businesses for a, a living. He's uh, you know one of the top entrepreneurs in Sweden under the age of uh, 25, and he talks about the power of languages. Frederick himself speaks seven, uh, and he gets some great conversations that I think you can bring into your classroom around what that has done for him and his ability to grow into the entrepreneur he is today. Trisha, what's another one you think we should be looking for? Uh, well, we talk about social media, and folks will recall that we just wrapped up a mini series about the significance of social media. And I love that it's coming up again. And this idea that our social media presence, especially if we're in the world of business, really matters. And Frederick will talk about how it's been meaningful to him and how he's really intentional with what it is that he wants to present about himself. So I think there's a conversation to be had with certainly business and entrepreneurship students, but I think all teens in terms of somebody Googled, came across your social, what is it that you're saying about yourself that you think is a great representation of who you are and who you want to be? Mm, I love that. And I think the third thing is just, we get into a great conversation at the end of the podcast. You're going to want to listen all the way to the end of this one around the idea of open-mindedness. And how are we supporting kids to be open-minded? Sometimes I call it the power of yes. You know, when when you have the ability to go and do something, you never know who you're going to meet. You never know what door that is going to open. Uh, The power of yes to be open-minded to new ideas, new people, new situations. We talk about that. And Frederick has some great advice for students uh, in high school of ways to start practicing that now. Uh, So those are the three things that I think you really could be listening for in today's podcast. But overarching, Trisha, what do you think today's shifted thought is? What is the the one thing that you think we really kind of nail in on in today's episode? I think, Jeff, the shifted thought I will deliver in the form of a question. Where in your curriculum have you intentionally carved out some space to work on what it means to build relationships? Mm-hmm. And I know in classrooms, We have conflict all the time. We have students that, especially at this time of year, right, uh, a little bit less daylight hours, uh, we, we have some fatigue. We can't always just expect that students know how to collaborate and 
necessarily enjoy collaboration, right? But as Frederick will point out, the ability to build relationships is massively important. And so I think it's really helpful if we can make sure that we are really having some direct instruction around that. Uh, We do have a free guide that is called Taking Time for Trust. That's available when you head over to shiftingschools.com and you click our free guides from the menu. And I wanted to point that one out because I, I think it's impossible to build relationships or to sustain relationships if we're not talking about trust, if we're not thinking about kind of collaborating on a definition of what we want trust to mean in our classroom, in our in our collaborative setting. So that would be one that I would point you to. But uh, yeah, listen out for what Frederick has to share about how massively important it is to be able to build relationships, sustain relationships, and have the kind of interpersonal skills that that have been a huge part of his success his recipe for success. Yeah. I mean, it, it very rarely do you usually, do you get the opportunity to speak to somebody of Frederick's stature with, you know, being a, a, uh, multi-million dollar running companies uh, under the age of, of 25. I mean, and, and how he's built his business is all around that ability to network and to be able to just relate with people. Um, and hopefully, you know, for our, for this generation, he's really into TikTok. So hopefully you can even provide his TikTok account to your students and see how that goes as well. So we're really excited uh, to bring you this episode uh, with Frederick Van Hoon. Before we do that though, just a quick word from today's show sponsors. This episode sponsored by Quizalize. Set up a free account and start engaging your class with fun gamified quizzes that give you instant data about each student. Sign up today at Quizalize.com or the link in the show notes. Quizalize, gamified quizzes for them, instant data for you. All right. And with that, here is Frederick Van Heun, the co-founder and director of Absolute Internship. And with that, on with the show. Welcome back to Shifting Schools. Excited to be here with Frederick from Absolute Internship. Trisha, it's always great to have you along for the ride. And Trisha, I think you have our first question today for Frederick as we get to know him a little bit better and talk about Absolute Internship. Uh, yeah, thank you for for handing it over to me to get the first question with Frederick. It's an honor to have you here talking about sort of your journey and the work that you do and how you're helping high school learners um, and learners really of all ages. Frederick, you've written before about how important it is to speak multiple languages. And if our research is correct, you yourself happen to speak seven. Wow, that's phenomenal. Um, you don't have to convince us that, you know, again, <laughs> learners who are studying multiple languages, that there are loads of benefits. Research tells us this as well. But when we're talking about entrepreneurship and we are talking about young learners who they know in their future, they want to start their own business and kind of follow along or follow your example. With that focus on entrepreneurship, why should young learners think about the benefits of being multilingual? I think... Uh, speaking from my own humble like experience, uh, of, I'm not too old, but you know, being 35, uh, I've been doing business now since I was 22. I graduated from from business school, and I feel like speaking multiple foreign languages have really helped me get this. I would call it like hidden edge. Whenever I'm mm. getting to know another party, another business partner, another host company that is hosting our students, another university. It gives you that little edge 
um, that you really can't touch on. And I think students, especially young people, like I'm talking about below 15 or even below 20, I don't think they realize that because they don't have that life experience yet. And you can only get that once you're in these business meetings because once you start this small talk and you start to speak the local language of another country, that's how you can actually connect and bond with somebody. And that's where business is being done. It's not, you know, by writing contracts and so on, like formal emails back and forth. It's really when you're doing this small talk with each other, uh, because in the end of the day, business is about relationship. And if you want to be a, a very successful entrepreneur, so you need, you need to be able to build very, very good relationships. And the way to do that is, well, you need to be able to communicate. And, you know, English is great, uh, but, you know, speaking in a few other foreign languages is uh, give you that extra edge that I think um, not a lot of people are, are, are thinking about. I think it, yeah. it, it, it makes you it makes you unique, right? When you can speak the the language of the party that you're uh, that you're trying to do business with or interacting with, it just gives you that little bit of a le- uh, edge. And I think you know, in the global economy that we're that we're living in today, uh, multiple languages, I think, are always going to be one of those skill sets that if you have it, you're just a, a notch above everyone else. I agree. I agree with you, Jeff. I'll, I share a little example. I was uh, when I was living and, and doing business in Shanghai a few years ago. I was having a, a business lunch with an investment bank, and um, he happened to be from the U.S. But he was he was fluent in Mandarin and uh, in, in written and in speaking. So obviously we were speaking mm-hmm. English to each other. But when when I was ordering food f- for both of us, I was speaking Mandarin and he didn't say anything. Um, but afterwards, after we had the lunch and everything, he was like, you know what, um, Frederick, I'm really impressed by your Mandarin. You're very polite um, and very, very well spoken. And I think. What he wanted to say, his hidden message below that was that, you know what? Now I know your personal character. Mm. Now I know how you are because you're treating this waitress this way. I'm sure you would treat me and other people like equally as respectful. And I think that speaks volume, you know, of of, like I wanted to protect. I'm always like that. But I think it gave me that, again, hidden hidden edge that I think a lot of people uh, are not aware of. I love that. That's such a great short story. And I hope there's some teachers out there listening to this that can take that story back to their kids and say, listen to this. If you are a language teacher, you know, what a great episode to go back and take to your kids and maybe talk about the power and the hidden potential of that. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about your internship program, Absolute Internship. Your company has been featured in BBC, the New York Times, Forbes, as well as many other outlets. Can you tell us a little bit more about the high school internship program and the skills that it helps to foster in students? I think the um, the internship program that I wanted to create was, I haven't seen a lot of internship programs out there for high school students. We're always done for university students. But during the pandemic, I was thinking a little bit with my business partner that there must be a way to curate and produce and like coordinate deliver you know high quality internships for high school students that are not on the university level like how can we really equip high school students today for the future and especially the world we're living in today so what what we concluded was like let's create a skill focused internship program where students can just come for a month or two during the summer break or winter break uh, 
to to do an internship where they're matched with a company and ideally with another student, could be from the same country or from somewhere else, where they're working on a group project that would help not only them develop the, the skills that they need when they go to university, when they're going to do future internships or when they're going to graduate from, from university uh, and from high school. Um, but at the same time, it adds value to the, to the host company. So we're, we, set to, we set together a little group of companies from different countries, brainstorm a little bit. Well, what would be the best way to equip these high school students? And basically came up with this program, this curriculum of of this internship program for these high school students, uh, and then put it to test. So just tested it with a group of of students, Jeff and Tricia, um, and got a little bit of some feedback. Okay. What could we improve? What couldn't, what, what, what can we actually remove from the program? What skills did the students actually improve on, develop? What didn't they develop on? So basically, that's how we did it, Jeff and Tricia. I love that. Can you talk a little bit more about what are some of those skills that this helps to foster? What are some of the things that came out of that research that you found were those skills that students were walking away with? I think the number one was effective research skills. So a lot of students, especially in high school students, they're accustomed to studying, learning, memorizing for exams. But researching things for a business or a company or nonprofit is a little bit different because you need to be finding tactical things or strategic things that can help managers or supervisors or directors um, to make conclusions. This could be market research of a specific market, for example. And that was one thing that the students that we uh, we did this little um, beta trial on uh, came came up with. The second thing was taking more ownership and initiative. So a lot of students they came on that come on this program. They are ambitious, but there are a lot of students that they have parents saying, "Hey, Freddie, I have this son or daughter. I want to enroll him." I mean. That happens. And I think a lot of students, they're thrown in to this, like, okay, my parents told me to do this. And yeah. they develop this, okay, I need to be doing this because I have this serious host company in London who's giving me this project that I need to work on and I have responsibilities suddenly. And taking initiative was the second skill that these students really grown, uh, developed. I think a, th- a third skill that they, they really, really developed was presentation skills. So a lot of students, mm-hmm. university students, uh, no, high school students, I mean, they're not mature. I mean, you, of course, you have some students yeah. that, that are uh, unique, they are mature, but the majority are not. So right. what they learned through this through this program, what we learned that we found out was that okay, they've done the research, they've done the project, they worked with a, a student they don't know of before the program from another country, and now they have to present and have to do that virtually, and um, that requires a different skill, you know, <laughs> than presenting in the classroom. And I think yeah, you need right. to have this rhetoric. Uh, rhetorics that doesn't come natural for every student. And I think getting feedback directly from a professional person, a manager, from a mentor, from a host company, telling them like, okay, this was great. You could improve on that one. When it doesn't come from a teacher, I think was something that they really valued. 
because it mm. came directly from the industry. So yeah, those, I would say, are, are three top yeah. skills. Yeah. And I never even thought about that, Trisha, you know, this idea that presentation has changed in a post-pandemic world, this ability to, and you still must, right, be able to present live in front of an audience. But we've talked about this on the podcast before. There's a completely different skill set when you have to present something virtually. You use different tools. There's a different cadence to the way you talk. How are you going to interact with your audience when you can't see full body language? Exactly. Uh, because, you, exactly. you know, and so I just wonder in our classrooms, are we setting up situations exactly what Frederick said to say, working on these skills of not just presenting in front of people, but maybe setting up a situation where, hey, you're going to go in the classroom across the hall and we're going to zoom you in and you're going to present to the class you know, I, I love that. What a real skill set that we can work on. And I know, Frederick, like you, you write and you talk a lot about how virtual, the virtual world of work or hybrid, you know, remote jobs are not going away. You know, I think if anything, we know with some certainty that high school students today, that is going to be their workplace environment. So, um, you know, and I know, Jeff, you're going to dive in with the next question about just social media and what it means to be social using social media um, again in that way as it applies to your business self. But I'm wondering, Freddie, what you had said earlier about business is all about relationships, if they're also getting a sense of how do I continue to build relationships virtually, right? Because that just because it's a virtual work dynamic doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden relationship isn't important too. Um, it's that's a great question, Trisha, and I've been pondering on that. I would say the last year, because I've always been like I grew up in in Sweden, um, north of, of Europe, where there are not a lot, lot of immigrants, not like in the U.S. And my parents they worked in a factory, which is basically the lowest paying job you can have in Sweden. And so we we didn't have like much when we grew up. So I realized very early on that. I guess it was instinct, you know, that I need to be able to build relationships with people. I need to be able to connect with lawyers, powerful people, influential people, because I need to be learning from them. Because if not, I'm going to end up, you know, working in a factory like my parents. Um, so obviously education first, high school, university, languages, and then work experience. But um, the way we built relationships, you know, pre the pandemic was, okay, Let's go and meet for a coffee. Uh, let's meet meet face to face. Whenever I come to London, let's meet up for a drink or let's go for a meal. That's not the world we're living in today. Yes, mm. a lot of people do that, including myself, going to meet people, yeah. obviously, you know, because in the end of the day, like, we need that face-to-face -face contact. But connecting with somebody, fostering a relationship with somebody in the same city, same town, or in the same country, it could be even from an, like another country, is honestly instant messages. That's how we build relationships today. I realized that. I do jiu-jitsu, like martial arts, and obviously normally we talk in the gym, but to get to know somebody, like you guys are not too old. You guys know that just like 10 years ago, we would be on the phone talking for yeah. 20, 30, 45 minutes. That was very common. Now it's like yeah. DMing, like back and forth. Hey, so what do you do? What do you like with it? And that's how relationships are built today uh, and cemented. I mean, and I think that's my conclusion. High school students and university students, anyone that is going to live in this 
future world, that's how relationships, I think, is going to be cemented and, and fostered on and built on. Mm. Mm. I love that. And let's let's talk a little bit about that, the whole DMing and, of course, social media. Uh, you share tips related to making the most of internships on TikTok, uh, of all platforms, the the platform of the, of the hour, we should say. Uh, one of the tips you provided related to the importance of finding mentors. As, you know, someone who is a top 25 Swedish entrepreneur disrupting industries, can you maybe talk a little bit about the TikTok platform? How are you using it uh, in a mentorship type program? Hi, folks. I want to take a short break from today's episode to welcome our new sponsor, Quizalize, the Shifting Schools family. You know we only partner with sponsors who we feel add real value to our loyal listeners, and we couldn't be more excited than to partner with Quizalize to bring you a data-driven, gamified experience to your classroom. Quizalize is already used by over 6 million students and educators globally, and with over a million ready-made resources at your disposal, it makes getting started as simple as a click. They have hundreds of curriculum and standard-based tagged resources as well, so you can search by curriculum area or standard. One of my favorite parts of Quizalize is that they have resources for U.S. curriculum schools, but also resources for U.K. and I.B. curriculum schools as well. With their integration into Google Classroom and the ability to turn any quiz into a gamified experience for your class, the possibilities of how you use it are endless. You are going to be hearing more about Quizalize in the coming weeks and months, but of course, the easiest thing to do is get started today with a free account. Just go to Quizalize.com and sign up and start creating engaging, data-driven content for your students today. Are you already experimenting with the power of Quizalize? Head over to ShiftingSchools.com and send us a voice memo about how you're using it. Thank you to Quizalize for being a sponsor of Shifting Schools. And now back to our conversation. So uh, I, I'm very driven about like giving back to, to students. I want to have an impact on the younger generation. I think there's a lot of, of information out there, especially on TikTok, that might not be correct. And... I really want to lead by example and just putting out content that I think would help people. When it comes to finding mentors, um, I think that's a great question because when I grew up, like I said earlier, I didn't have, like I had my parents that they were teaching me everything that they could, but they that was one of the things that they taught me. You need to find mentors outside of here, outside our hometown that could open doors for you because once you get one door open, there will be another one opening up. And finding mentors is not something that you're going to be DM people and asking like, Hey, can you be my mentor? Um, <laughs> like it doesn't work like that. And I think high school students today, they have something that I didn't have, like that you didn't have, that you didn't have either, Tricia. They had the internet. Yeah. They can find these virtual mentors um, online or in books. Uh, I found them in books when I started when I started to read very heavily. And taking on philosophies, viewpoints, um, things that you want to learn on and that you want to better yourself on. Finding people that you re- really look up to. It doesn't have to be 25 people. But finding a group of three to five people that you really look up to, um, I think it's really, really important. And writing down the wisdom that you're learning from them and then try to like really embrace it in your personality, in your daily life and in the vision that you have for the future. I think it's, it's really crucial. I'm not saying that because that I'm making that up. It has worked for me. 
when we started absolute internship i didn't have mentors to 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 contact for questions i didn't have anybody to ask okay what do i do now uh, who had experience of course i could ask my parents or our co-founders parents but they didn't have that business experience they had they had to build a multi-million dollar business they they didn't know but books knew that so I was reading these very old books that were written in the 1920s, 1930s. Uh, one of them that really um, became sort of like a, my, my go-to book, and I read it once per year now. It's called Thinking Grow Rich. And books are really underrated, uh, very cheap. I think it cost me $9 or $10. And that book was written in the 1920s. So imagine 100 years ago, this man, the author, Napoleon Hill, was interviewing the most like the Steve Jobs of today, like the Elon Musk, basically the billionaires back then on asking them, how did you achieve that success in life? Basically giving out the recipe. And I'm like, okay, why wouldn't you want to like read this recipe book if you want to be baking this success? Um, so I created these mentors, these Andrew Carnegie, the, um, all these like very, very successful people in my mind. And reading the wisdom and the advices that they were giving. And I was trying to apply that to my own life and it has worked. So that's a great advice I would like to pass on to, to the high school students that are listening. Can I, I ask, that. when you talk about like the idea of a recipe for success, um, again, it's fascinating to look at your TikTok account, at some of the tips that you have there. And and Frederick also, you know, I was already aware that you're into jujitsu because it's on your social media. And I'm wondering, as part of your modern day recipe for success, you know, kind of theme in this episode talking about building relationships, do you feel like you have to curate or are you being intentional with your social media so that it kind of makes that lift of building relationships with others in the business world a little bit easier? Or is that something that you think, um, again, future entrepreneurs need to be mindful of what's going on with their social media? I think so. I think so. That's a great question. I am being very intentional. I've always been a very quiet person on social media. I didn't have TikTok and, um, and Instagram until 2020, I think. So uh, I had it, but I didn't have like friends or anything on it. I was just looking at sure. well, people I look up to, 20 people, 30 people or so, but I didn't have it actively. And what I did realize was we're living in a new world. Like I had people, I had fellow entrepreneurs, I've had colleagues telling me like, Freddie, like you need to be creating and like you need to be active on social media. You need to be creating a TikTok and you need to have a LinkedIn. You need to be active here. Um, and I think the pandemic really like gave, opened up my eyes more that we are, the world we're living in has changed. And honestly, well, I've seen that even with my own business, high school students, they don't look up our website first they look us up on social media first so mm. if they do that if somebody's googling myself now um trisha of course they would look at my social media first and obviously i i, I would i would want to portray myself at the best as i can you know 
Yeah, I think, uh, again, for anybody who's listening who teaches business or entrepreneurship, that's a great activity is to look up Frederick's social accounts, check out, you know, we'll link to the your TikTok account and just look at what's going on there and look at the way that this very successful business person is portraying themselves and, and what are some of the tips and tricks um, that, that we might be able to sort of borrow from you. I think that's a great exercise. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. The, and I try to be as... What- I try to be as uh, honest and um, and as authentic as I can. I think that's really important because I think, especially young people today, they see the sneakers, they see the, the the models, they see all of that on social media. I think it's important to to try to find yourself in life. You know, it's not only mm-hmm. about success and you know finding financial success, the, the happiness, uh, good health, and really finding yourself is really important as well. You just made me think while you were talking and it's just going through this. This is why I love podcasting. And, you know, there's so many different ways to have mentors today. And as you were talking, I was just, I was sitting like, what, what he's talking about is not the, I think, definition of a mentor that I would have had three years ago. You know, where I have a mentor and we have a weekly call together and we're supporting each other. And I just jotted down real quick this difference between direct mentorship and indirect mentorship. And what social media has allowed is the new type of internship or mentorship that is this indirect mentorship where you can follow somebody like Frederick without ever meeting him and he could be a mentor to you on TikTok or on Instagram or pick your social network versus a direct mentor might be somebody that you are, you know, we call them, sometimes we call them coaches, you know, that someone you're, you're, you're meeting with on a weekly basis or somebody that you're checking in with that you, you, you know, in person who you go out and meet for coffee would be a direct mentor. And I just wonder in our classrooms, in schools, you know, like Trisha, like you're saying in our entrepreneurship programs or business programs, are we having students maybe even just jot down who are your indirect mentors and who are your direct mentors? Because as I think about it, I've got a lot of indirect mentors, very few direct mentors, right? But I, but to your point, if you curate your social media, you curate your TikTok or your Instagram or pick your social network of choice, you curate that in a way that you could have 20, 30 high quality indirect mentors who you are constantly learning from through whatever media platform is that they're sharing on and that you are part of. And I just love this idea of direct mentorship versus indirect mentorship. I don't know. Here's the thing, though, Jeff. I think also it's to not, you know, to to not think just because it's indirect mentorship that it forever has to stay in that category. Because you reminded me, like one of my podcasting indirect mentors, somebody I really admire who talks a lot about mis and disinformation, which, you know, Jeff, you and I have been interested in on the show. Bridget Todd hosts uh, two different podcasts one of which through uh, Mozilla is their IRL in real life. And I've been following Bridget Todd for some time, like having a lot of exchanges, really just kind of resharing and, and talking about how amazing I think her work is. Actually, a few months in, she reached out and said, let's connect. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know, Frederick, if you've had that experience too, where you have that indirect social media connection that then ends up leading to a direct connection. Yes, I've had that. Absolutely. I um, There's this entrepreneur that I really look up to is the husband of uh, Sarah Blakely. Sarah Blakely is uh, the Spanx founder, 
like very very successful uh, businesswoman mm-hmm. um, in the U.S. Well, in the world too. Her husband is also a very successful uh, business person. If if you 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 may want to check him out on Instagram. He has very very inspirational learnings or, or wisdom that he shares with his followers and that's not it's not only for entrepreneurs but people in general and i've been following his content for for a few years i've read his books and been dming him without any responses or anything uh but he did response respond to me a few months back and answer the question that i had and i think that that was something that i really appreciated from him um getting that oh he actually got back to me. And I think that's something that we, I mean, we could, but it was much harder like 10, 15 years ago. Because if you were seeing a coach, you'd be like, all right. But if I, I'm, if if you're calling that coach and you're getting a response, that would cost you money, right? Um, so I think it's, it's it, there's so many opportunities today for, for mm. today's high school students and young people. Yeah, I'm wondering if you could give maybe a tip as well, because I, I, I love going down this idea of finding mentors and helping helping students find mentors in their own life as well. You know, as as one of the top 25 Swedish entrepreneurs, I'm sure you get asked a lot, you know, will you be my mentor? What tips do you have for for all of us, whether you are a teacher or you are a student, whether it's in education or out, like getting an email that just says, hi, will you be my mentor? is not usually going to get you the response you want. Can you maybe just share if I am looking for a mentor, if I'm like, oh my gosh, I love listening to Frederick. I would love to invite him or see if I could be a mentor. What are some tips that you have for like reaching out to mentors to start forming that that relationship? Um, so I think, so to answer your question, I think it depends on where you're coming from. If you are a high school or university student, but let's say in the case of a high school student, you don't have money, like m- most high school students don't, but you have a lot of time, uh, which is your biggest commodity. And a lot of successful entrepreneurs, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs uh, like myself, we don't have a lot of time. So proposing something, that doesn't mean you have to add value every single day, but Finding a way to help us, uh, being that DM, being that instant message that is a little bit unique, uh, personalized, I think would really stand out. Um, Mm. That's something I try to use myself too when I'm trying to reach out to people. How can I make my DM as unique as possible so it's not like a sale, you know, selling myself? Because normally when you reach out to somebody, like when somebody reached out to me, like 80% of the of the time, I know that they want something from me. So people like I'm a quite a very I'm a quite open open minded guy. But a lot of successful people, a lot of successful entrepreneurs, they're like, okay, they, they put the walls up, right? So how can you really slide in that wall by being personal? I think that's where the creativity comes in. Th- I think that's the, the best answer. But then trusting the process because. Finding like direct mentors as well is a possibility. And also things yeah. that happen naturally. Um, I, in my case, I'll give you an example of how I met one of my mentors is I was cold emailing, cold emailing a company talking about interns. We met and I flew down to Hong Kong to meet her. 
I was there for a week and I said, okay, should we meet? And she said, yes, let's have some tea. And then she proposed because obviously she, she enjoyed my company. And she said, hey, you guys have a great company. You have a great program. I would love you to meet this person. I got introduced to this man um, who happened to be this very, very successful investment banker as well and big CEO and... He was not necessarily an entrepreneur per se, but he was a CEO, been doing business for a very long time. And he sort of just became uh, a friend, became a mentor uh, just through that, you see, cold emailing, meeting somebody. There's a lot of things, right, happening. So what I want to get to is I think in order to meet mentors and and connecting, forging relationships with these people that you want to learn from, you need to stay open-minded. And then you need to be opening up doors. Basically, you need to be opening mm-hmm. up doors. Like, hey, you need to be seeing, like, if you're in a, gr- a circle of friends, spe- especially in high school, right, you change your circle of friends. Get to know some other people. You don't know what their parents are doing, their uncle, and they might have a cousin that lives in Austria. You don't. You never know, you know. Uh, oh, you have some high exchange students coming from another country. You go and see them because you're opening up a door. You're saying hello to them. Like that's another door opening. You know, you don't know what their parents are doing or their siblings. So staying open minded um, and, and not just staying in your cocoon. You know, I think that's how you're really going to be making real mentorships, you know, and, and meeting good people. Yeah, that's and a I really love- powerful message. I, you know, there's, I, I think it's Edutopia that has a, a piece on um, mix it up at lunch day for students where, you know, we tend to sit and have lunch with the same folks again and again. And it's so important that we break out of yeah. that routine, meet others. And as you're saying, realize that almost every person we come across, they might have something to teach us. Like, I, I think if, if you're open to that, that's a really powerful message for young learners. Yeah. And I think bringing, you know, bringing this full circle, we're here talking about mentors, but as a high school student, or if you bring absolute internship into your school and support high school students with internship, all you are doing is opening doors. I mean, you get an internship with a company, you don't know where that's going to go or how that's going to impact you in the future. So that's, that to me is the thing that I just, I continue to think about. So. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, thank you so much, Frederick, for, for sharing that. I feel like you've given us a lot to continue to mull over. And, you know, we talk a lot on this show about how important intrapersonal skills are, that ability to listen to others, to, again, all, all of the skills that, that make relationship building possible. Those things really matter. And it's great to hear from you, an expert in your field, to be talking about how significant they've been in your journey and how uh, significant they're likely to be as uh, your story with Absolute Internship moves forward. Thank you. Yeah. And if people want to reach out, if people want to reach out and learn more about Absolute Internship or you, where's the best place for them to go? Feel free to, to check us out on absoluteintrip.com or feel free to connect with me on, on TikTok or Instagram or LinkedIn. It's just Freddy Van Hyn or Frederick Van Hyn. Uh, you will find me there. Awesome. And we'll make sure we have links to all of that in the show notes. Trisha, how about you? If people want to reach out and learn more about what you're up to over at allyed.org or another free guide that you just happen to make at Shifting Schools, where can they find more about you? 
And I should mention, you know, we are at that point in the year where we're trying to curate our list of demands for our free resource library. So if you do have a request, you can always reach out to us at info at shiftingschools.com. But I love, Frederick, you've been talking about social media being so important. And I am like extremely online when it comes to Twitter way <laughs> too much. So folks can find me at Trisha underscore Freed. I think we'll leave that in the show notes as well. Jeff, with the way that you would like to be contacted, where do you want folks to go to learn more about the amazing work you're doing? Uh, you can find me everywhere on the internet at JUTech. Uh, that's everywhere, including now on YouTube. I got my YouTube handle, so I get, I'm JUTech on YouTube now, which is great. But I do want to also point out, seeing that we've talked a little bit about TikTok here today, uh, Trisha is doing such a great job with the Shifting Schools Pod TikTok account. So uh, we'll make sure that's in the show notes as well. If you are getting into TikTok yourself or you just want to see uh, non-dancing TikTok, uh, you can check out Shifting Schools Pod where we're, we're posting some behind-the-scenes footage uh, of what's happening in the podcast, uh, as well as some other free guides and some fun stuff over there. So Frederick, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to thank share you. absolute internship, to have a conversation today about mentorships with high school kids, about languages. Uh, so it's always great when we get to connect with entrepreneurs like yourself uh, in the real world and bring these conversations into our schools and have educators and, and students be thinking about how is the work we're doing today connected to the future of work uh, for the next generation. So uh, Frederick, appreciate you uh, giving up your time to be here with us today. Thank you very much. 